Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. Master, we thank you. You're a good God. Your mercy endures forever. Thank you that it's so. Thank you, Father, that you're on our side. We're in your family. We've been born again. You've filled us with your spirit. You've healed us, prospered us, delivered us, set us free from all that the enemy would bind in our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you're a good, good father. Woo! Can you say amen real good today? Praise God. You can be seated after you greet a person or two. Sorry, maybe I should have said that differently. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Appreciate your ministry. Big time. I mean, what a blessing. Wish I could get an amen or two from everybody else. Hasn't it been wonderful? Man, folk coming and just sowing into uh, these meetings. And I appreciate it. If you're happy to be here, tell your face. (laughs) It'll just make it a more pleasant experience for me. And the ministry will be better to you. Praise the Lord. It's okay to smile in church. Amen. Whatever you're going through, God's bigger. And so he's he's a very present help in trouble. So we're going to get our help today. If I don't have the opportunity later on, let me do it right now. Just say uh, my thank you. It's been such an honor to, to be here. And uh, if you don't know, Amy and I ministered and pastored in this Western New York region for a number of years, about 11 years. We feel so invested up here, you know, and, and feel like we sowed a lot of spiritual seed. And uh, so we just, we just, in some respects, call this home, you know, and we're, we're glad to be here. You know, if you go to one of the churches in this area and they haven't had me in in a long time, don't wait for your pastor to be led. Go to him. And say, you ought to have Brother Joel in your church. That'll just, that'll bless your pastor. Trust me if you do it. So uh, maybe not exactly, but, <laughs> but hey, uh, so that went over great. So let's just, get on, let's just get on with something else, huh? I've enjoyed these morning meetings. I've enjoyed the night meetings and... Uh, Man, following God, having these meetings, it'll keep you occupied, won't it? Praise God. We've been ministering to you on the subject of prayer. And, uh, you know, we we heard some utterances the other day about uh, about meetings like this extending and going longer and even, even 30 days. I want you to know, if we had 30 days with you, we wouldn't get past just a little bit that the Word of God says on this great subject. There's, there's so much there. There's so much important. And so we're not covering every angle of it. So if we're, if we're covering one particular side, don't think that the other sides don't exist or are not important. And if we're not focusing on maybe asking God for your needs, that doesn't mean that that's not a valid area of prayer. It's just not the focus. There's a particular focus that we feel like the Lord's instructed us in that will most assist and most help uh, these kinds of meetings and, and what God's doing in our day. And so I'll just read to you uh, the verse that we've kind of taken as a text. It's 1 Peter 4, 7. I'm going to read it in the Amplified Bible where it says, But the end and culmination of all things has now come near. So what do we do now that the end times are upon us? Keep sound-minded and self-restrained 
and alert, therefore, for the practice of prayer, for the practice of prayer. Prayer is an essential. It's not, it's not an uh, optional thing for our times. It, there are things that will not come to pass as they ought, when they ought, if the right kind of prayer is not in place. And we'll talk about that, I think, a little bit today as we, as we go on. But how many understand that in the end times, aren't you glad that God's not coming up with a plan as he goes? Huh? <laughs> Aren't you glad that he's not waiting to see what happens? And then, you know, like, uh, you know, they, they send an ambulance to a wreck, yes. right? Yes. Aren't you glad God's not an ambulance going to, from one wreck to a, oh, let's see what happened here. Let's see. God's ahead of stuff. Yes. God sees all. He knows all. And uh, you, you understand this, that he has a plan already. And that plan is essential, that, that plan is important, and there are things in God's plan that must be played out. But for the plan of God to be played out, things must be prayed out. I said for the plan of God to be played out, things must be prayed out. If the plan of God were to automatically come to pass, regardless of what his body does, there'd be no need for verses like the one we just read. The end of all things is at hand. If prayer wasn't important, it would just say, hold on and buckle up. Here we go. No, it said be alert. Keep, keep sound-minded for the purpose and for the practice of prayer. You understand prayer is our part? It's our part. God doesn't say, I'll take care of that too. Don't worry about it. You don't, you don't do anything else. So just, just do your thing. I'll take care of all the praying. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. Amen. And so we have to understand that when God speaks something, when God ordains something, things that are part of his plan, the, his wanting to do it guarantees the availability of those things, not the fulfillment of those things. Do you hear me? God saying something, God wanting to do something, that guarantees the availability of it. That doesn't guarantee the fulfillment. And that's so important to understand because it will help us understand why things that you've heard ministers say in years past didn't exactly come to pass. Things that you've heard people who stood in the office of a prophet. I mean, genuinely. Not everything that they said came to pass. And that doesn't mean that they were a false prophet. doesn't mean they were speaking uh, out of some other source than God. Now, it's possible to do that. It is possible to say things because you feel them or say things because... It's in your soul, but you didn't really hear from God, you understand. So we all have to be careful. But, I mean, I'll just say this. Uh, I, I've been privileged to be around some folk who I guarantee, I know, they genuinely stood in the office of the, of the prophet. Kenneth Hagin, Dr. Dufresne. But there's things, I could point to certain things that Dr. Dufresne said. They didn't come to pass. It's not because he missed it. He was hearing from God regarding God's intention, regarding the availability, and really under the, maybe under the present circumstances and, and, and the health presently of the body of Christ, this is what will come to pass. But if the body of Christ doesn't continue in that place, or if they don't come to the table, as it were, with obedience and with prayer, then we see some things go unfulfilled. How many know it would be better? For that not to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
You want to ask a group of people, I'd love if we could just stand here and line them all up. It'd be a big crowd, but if we could interview that that group of Israelites that died in the wilderness. Ask them if it's better if you obey, if it's better if you cooperate with God. Because they all died without seeing the fulfillment of what was promised them. And it's not that God failed of his promise because the Old Testament says there failed not one word of all the good promises that God made. Not one word of what God said will fail. And God will eventually get his plan to come to pass. But there's times like in that generation of Israelites that if you get enough of the body of Christ not going along. You hearing me? If you get enough people not willing to go along, then if I can use this phrase, you'll abort his plan for now. And he'll have to, he'll have to get another group of people. I always wonder, this is not in, this scripture does not say this, so I'm not saying this is doctrine, but I just wonder about these things sometimes. You know, there's 400 years between the end of the Old Testament and the time where a couple named Joseph and Mary said yes to God. And you always, I always wonder, you might not have thought about this, but I always wonder if they're the first ones God went to. You needed somebody from the lineage of, of David, and most importantly, from the lineage of faith, from the household of faith, who would say yes to God's plan. And there would have been other people that would have qualified in that lineage. Do you, I mean, have you ever thought about it? Did they go to some other people and they said, oh, when that angel came in, they said, oh, get out of here. No way. I ain't doing that. No, he needs people that'll say yes. He needs people. He needs, that's why she understand that the faith message was created. I, not created, you understand. But the faith message came forth and was brought to the forefront for such a time as this. So that when we, when we see some things that God says he wants for now. Faith, you know, faith doesn't say, well, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll start calling it that way when I see it. No, faith will... Faith will see it on the inside and begin to agree with it. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your help. Praise the Lord. So much of what God has ordained for our day remains either unfulfilled or only partially fulfilled. For right now, right now, for what he has for us. I'll say, you know, somebody, I wouldn't argue about this with anybody. Other people may feel differently. It's just my conviction from kind of having been focused in this direction for, I feel like, a a good number of years. I feel like we're behind in the plan of God for our day. One reason is because the body of Christ is behind in the area of prayer. Behind meaning not everybody is engaged. Not everybody that could take their place is taking their place you understand not trying to condemn anybody praise the lord but one of the things see what most people are praying bedtime prayers and haven't learned to take their place in prayer regarding the plan of god so what's required what's necessary prayer the power generating variety of prayer that brings great strength to the forefront and makes the things of god easily accessible like we talked about yesterday that kind of prayer is required. Praise the Lord. I love this quote of, that Brother Hagen made in one of his books. And he said he was talking about services that he had been in in what he would call the early days. Well, for him, that would have been like in the 1930s 
when he came into the, when he got born again, came into the baptism of the Holy Spirit and got in some Pentecostal churches, and they had some serious cool moves of God. Now, I traveled with Brother Hagin for seven years. Uh, Miss Regina traveled, what, 10 years? 11? Nine? Somewhere in there. We, 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 tra- we, saw some, we saw some cool things. We saw some moves of God. And he'd get up, after, and, and I'm thinking to myself, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is, let's, you know, uh, like some said, let's build three tabernacles and stay. <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. And he'd get up and said, y'all get so excited about these little Mickey Mouse moves of God that we're having. And he said, let me tell you. Let me tell you about some of the things that we saw. And he tells some of the things that he saw. And so referring to those things, he said this. He said, we need more of those kinds of services where God's power manifests while the preacher is preaching. Now, don't just think of God's power interrupting the preacher. But I mean, while the preaching is going on, people can be healed. While the, while the preaching of the word is taking place, people can be set free. Folk can be filled with the Spirit because that's what, that's what happened when Peter, while Peter was yet speaking, the Holy Spirit fell. And they, were, and they heard him speak with tongues and magnify God over in Acts 10? 10-ish. 10-ish. Read the whole book. It's in there. Trust me. So he said, we need more of those kinds of services where God's power manifests while the preacher is preaching. Well, I think most of us would agree we do. We do. We want that, right? So, so what do we do? He said, if today's spirit-filled believers would start believing God for the move of his spirit and pray, pray in the Holy Ghost, the way believers did in those days, the same mighty power would be in manifestation today as it was then. And you know what? We see that same power manifesting, but maybe not yet to that degree. Do you hear what I said? Not yet to that there are degrees to the power of God. It can flow stronger. It can flow uh, not at all. And there are factors, variables that determine the degree of the flow of God's power. And again, it's not God up in heaven with a spout saying, I'm going to keep it closed until you guys pray hard enough. It's not a game. This is not God's entertainment. Let's see if we can get them to pray so hard and commit so self that they'll no, that's religious, that's religious thinking, that's traditional thinking, that if I do this enough, God will notice me. He noticed you to the degree that he sent Jesus to die for you. You have been noticed. I put you on notice. You're noticed. You are noticed. And so he said, uh, sorry, I, I, I've been preaching through his quote. It's so good, isn't it? If we believe God for the move of his spirit, pray in the Holy Ghost the way believers did in those days, the same mighty power would be in manifestation today as it was then. And he said that Holy Ghost power may fall like rain. It may move in like a cloud or it may blow through like a wind and sweep everyone off the pews and onto the floor. Praise the Lord. Well, that's not for some other day. That wasn't for 1930, but not for 2020. Huh? No, the same power. He he said it in that quote. He had some experience. You know, Brother Hagin did like maybe half a century more than me (laughs) in ministry. (laughs) He had some good experience. He knew what he was talking about with these things. 
Amen. And so let's just, let's just do these things and not be satisfied with just the smallest flow, with just the trickle kind of flow. We want full flow. Say it with me, everybody. Full flow. Full flow. That's the only way to go. Praise the Lord. So turn with me this morning, if you would, to the ninth chapter of Daniel. And there's some thoughts that, as God would help us believe, we want to bring some things out to us today. And if you're tired today, get over it. We're all, you know, we wake up, make yourself, make yourself come to church. Make yourself. You can rest later. Huh? That's what this weekend is for. Praise the Lord. And so over in Daniel, you might be familiar with this, but in the second verse of the ninth chapter, it says, in the first year of his reign, talking about King Darius, uh, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Let me real quick just explain that, what he's talking about, is he read the prophecies of Jeremiah, where, uh, where Jeremiah said that Israel would be in Babylonian captivity for 70 years. So he saw that. And he saw that the 70 years were up. And there they are, still captive. I said, there they are, still captive. And so verse 3 says, So I set my face to the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God. So we, we see here that, that Daniel saw some things that should be. But weren't yet, or weren't, in, weren't manifested fully like they ought to be. And he said, we got to get after this. we got to get after this. Then if I could have you go to the 14th chapter of John's gospel. You know, we could preach uh, more on where we were, but this is the last day in this series, you know. John chapter 14. How many there say I'm there? Good, good, good. So we, we love this 12th verse, but I don't know if we often look at the verses that follow it. So the 12th verse says, verily, verily, I say to you, he that believes on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go to my Father. That's a good verse, isn't it a good verse? What's the next word? And. You know what and does, and joins what's about to be said to what has been said. And whatever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, I, you've heard others preach on this verse, and they've said that that word ask in the original language means to demand as your rights and privileges. I did some study along those lines. I found out that that's just absolutely the truth. It does mean that to, to make a demand on. But I like also another phrase that I saw when I studied it out, and it says this, to call for. To call for. So, so don't just think of ask, but think of if you call for anything in my name, I'll do it. 
call for these things. How are we going to do the works that he did and greater works also? One way or one component, one part of it is to call for the things that need to be called for. Now, that's exactly what Jeremiah did. I'm sorry, not Jeremiah, Daniel, forgive me. That's exactly what Daniel did. He said, he said, wait a second, wait a second. I see it, but I don't see it. You know what I mean by that? I see it in the word. I see it on the inside of me. There's a, there's a witness that this is right, this is true, but where is it around me? I don't see it in manifestation. So he said, we're going we're gonna to call for this thing. We're going to make a demand on it. We're going to make a demand on it. We're not demanding of God, like, God, I demand. Huh? Again, we're not, we're not on opposite teams. We're playing on the same team, us and God. We don't have to convince him of anything. But we are his body here on earth, and he's not here on earth present, you know, phys- in physical. The, the, meaning the head of the body is not here on earth. His body is on, on the earth. And as his body on the earth, we have authority on the earth. And it's our responsibility and our job to call for some things. Huh? How many ever sat at home wishing that a pizza delivery person would come to your house? Don't they know I want some pizza? It's pizza, it's pizza time. I need some pizza. No, what do you got to do? You got to call for it. I said, you got to call for it. You got to call for it. So we need to call for those things that are revealed in God's word, first of all. Things that have been given but may not yet be in full manifestation. Now, one thing, I I can't possibly, you know, uh, with the time we have left in these meetings, I can't possibly just go to all these scriptures that you think of, but I'm going to tell you about one that I think you'll know. And it's over in Ezekiel 47, and it's, it's a great account, Ezekiel's vision of the house of God and waters rushing out from the house. Now, in Scripture, you know, water often represents the moving and flowing of the Holy Spirit. And, and there, was a, there was a great river that came from this. And they said, we had a, I had a man lead me out a thousand yards, and the waters were what? Anybody know? Maybe we should have you turn to, but I don't have to. Listen, write this down. Ezekiel 47. Go back, read it. Okay, so (laughs) the waters were ankle deep. And then they all stayed there and said, I just love having my ankles in the water. Isn't it wonderful? Huh? No, that that person with the rod took them out and measured another thousand and and the waters were knee deep. And then again, went out another and the waters were waist deep and then the waters were Above their head, waters to swim in, where you just better make the movement and let, yeah. let the river carry you. Yeah. Well, see, that's a, pic- that's a picture, friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Glory to God. That's a, that is a prophetic picture that's right. of the move of God in the last days. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Do you know in prayer, we can take that before the Father. Now, I do, I do these things, but I do them as I'm led by the Spirit in prayer. Right. Meaning, I'll, I'll get in a place of prayer and find myself calling for these things. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for the rising of the waters. Right. Right. The rising of the waters. Right. And call it, make a demand on it. Yeah. Make a demand. We see it in here. Right. We see it in here, but you know what we don't see physically? We don't see a whole lot beyond ankle deep a lot of times. Just, just being honest with you. 
Just being truthful about it. And, and it's not, we're not going to get the job done. We're not going to get the harvest reaped in an ankle deep flow perpetually. No. No. Now, how many know ankle deep's better than no flow? Right. Better than burning your feet on the hot pavement. <laughs> Hello, come on somebody. Better than burning your feet in the sand. But ankle deep is not waist deep. When you're waist deep, man, every movement you make has a force behind it. There's another force when you're in waist deep water and knee deep water and you're moving along with something and you, it's kind of hard to tell, is this, is this me or the water? You know what I mean? And, then, and you get, when you, those waters get up above your head, stay with the current. <laughs> get in, get out, get run over as we used to say, you know what I mean? No, there's, there's, there are things that God has, that's, this is for now, I see it. I read, I read that prophecy and I'm like, no, we're not staying ankle deep. And we need some folk, really, and these, this, is, this is the place of, of ministers. Uh, we need some folk who are skilled in leading the people out to that next place. Seeing that vision, it, 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 there was a man that had to lead him out. Somebody had to know the flow enough to be able to lead him out there. Glory to God. I'm moving along with God. Are you? I'm, I'm not going to stay satisfied with an ankle deep flow. I will keep barking and fussing and calling and you know what I'm saying? And making a demand. Make a demand. And one, one way we can do it is in prayer. Now, again, we're not, demand, we're not trying to get God. We're not saying, God, fulfill your word. Do something. Come on, get off the throne. Wake up. It's not that, but it's actually an act of honor to come before him and say, I see what you said, sir. And I recognize it's here. And we don't see it like we ought to see it. So we thank you for it. We thank you for it. And really, just giving thanks for these things is one of the, is one of the ways we call. Thank you for it. Glory to God. Now, there's another um, passage I'll have you actually turn to 1 Corinthians 12. Anybody seeing some things today? If you'll stay with me, I, you know, I'm, I don't usually minister extraordinarily long or anything but if you'll stay with me there there's some things that I believe God would help us see today glory to God first Corinthians 12 now there's a passage here in first Corinthians 12 that um, for years didn't make a whole lot of sense to me and now for years it has aren't you glad that God can enlighten the eyes of your understanding and help you see some things that you didn't know so uh, I'll read it's the fourth through sixth verse, and it says this, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which works all in all. That's, your, that's the passage. You might say, okay, what does that, how many are you like I was? <laughs> like say, what, do what? Uh I read this one time, and, the, and I had the Lord speak to me. I don't mean audibly, but I mean just on the inside. I knew it. he said this distinctly. He said, this is a hallmark passage for this era. Now, I don't use that phrase, hallmark, but he did, and I understood what he meant by that. He said, this is a hallmark passage for this era. And so I got to studying it, and, and really it's not difficult at all. But what he's saying here... And there's a reason I'm taking time to show you this. There are diversities of gifts. He, he led me to, to, well, really showed me two things. That there's, he used this word diversities and same. Mm -hmm. 
Same and what's diversities mean? Different. Same and different. Same and different. There are different ways that God moves, but there's something the same about all of it. If you've ever been in the place where you wondered, you were in a church service and something happened there, and you wondered, was that God? Anybody ever wondered that? Okay, was it my service? I hope it wasn't my service, you know. Was that God? Well, there may be things, and in this era and and time we're in, there will be things that are different. There will be things that begin to happen that are different than what you're used to. Does different mean it's wrong necessarily? Oh, Christians need to learn this, do they not? (laughs) Well, we never done it that way before. That's called, that's that ugly religious devil that you've been cuddling up to. No, you got to... Just because you hadn't done it that way before just means you hadn't done it that way before. Huh? God, God has a variety. The diversities. Come on, this is diversity training here this morning. God has a diversity. He's got a variety of ways that he moves. And some of them you may not have experienced. But for each one of these diversities, it says, but it's the same, the same, the same, the same. Same spirit, same Lord, same God. Amen. There's something the same about all of them. And what, and what is that that's the same about? There's always going to be God's anointing Amen. attached to him. His anointing is, his, you'd recognize it just by his presence. And so if you see something happening, some kind of manifestation, and you, you sense God. Yeah. Uh, I, we went out to uh, Bible school in 1993 and moved from... Uh, what we were, what we had been doing, went out to Bible school. We had never been in any kind of move of God that, or move of the Spirit, right. ever. ever. And the the week we went out there, the week before school started, they were having special meetings on on campus with uh, really a, an internationally known minister, who uh, and, and this ended up being uh, really people still talk about these meetings today in Tulsa. And uh, the people were, people were laughing. People were doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, they'd be laid out on the floor for hours, hours. And my head had never, I had never seen anything like that. And in my head, I'm thinking, is this God? But there was such a presence. There was, we knew nothing, but we were saved. Barely filled with the Spirit, meaning we were just learning what that was all about, but we'd received it, right? So, I mean, and we're seeing these things happening, and on the, and I'm telling you, the presence of God was so strong, you could have taken a knife and cut a chunk out of it and taken it with you. There was such a presence. God was there. And I would say to Amy, i say, I don't know about, because I, I thought I knew a whole lot. I'd, <laughs> I'd studied, I'd studied at that point quite a bit. And uh, I said, I don't know about this. But I know it's God. You know what God can do with that? He can work with somebody like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I've never seen it. I, I, I don't understand it all. But I know it's God. Why? Because the, God was attached to it. But I've also been in services where some of the same exact things were happening. And, I, and God was not on it. And God was not in it. Just because it was God. 
in one place doesn't mean it's God at another place in another situation. So anyhow, same and different. You got that? Move on to the next thing. Do that. So there's a variety of gifts. So that's the first thing the Lord tried to teach me along these lines was the same and different, how important that was. The second thing he dealt with me was study these three words, gifts, administrations, and what's the, what's the, op, thank you, operations, different translations say it different, operations in the original language. And I did, and man, did that enlighten me, because the word gifts means anointings and endowments, the word charisma, charisma. and that's a reference to the gifts of the Spirit, the anointing coming upon somebody. And of course, this passage goes on to talk about the gifts of the Spirit, doesn't it? And then that word administrations, because I, I didn't get that at all. What in the world? There's, there's different administrations. Woo, big deal. There was the Reagan administration, the Clinton administration. That's, that's what I'm thinking, you know, back then. No, administrations, it's simply the word for ministry. And it me, really, literally means places of service, and everybody has one. I said, everybody has, everybody has a place of service. And among those are the ministry offices. And then that word operations, we talked about it the other day when I talked about the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. You remember that word, I told you effectual, fervent, it's one word, and it's the word energema, and it means the energy or flow of God's power. That's the word. That's operations. You thought it was talking about the board game. <laughs> so there are, there are a variety of anointings and endowments and places of service and offices and ministries. And there are a variety of ways in which God's power moves and flows. That's why it's a hallmark passage for this era. Because that's the flow of this era. And, and chapter 12 and, keeps, and through 14 goes on and expounds on that. Talks about actually the ministry offices. If you keep on going. And so these things, why am I bringing this up now? Because these are things in the word that we know God is desiring to amplify in our day. And they need to be called for. They need to be called for. And we find, this is just, you know, my experience. My wife and I, we pray quite regularly. And we don't necessarily always have, you know, just a particular thing that we're always hitting specifically. But we open ourselves up to God to let him lead us wherever he, and I mean almost without fail. We end up calling out these ministry offices in prayer, just by the Spirit, thanking God because what has been prophesied, what has been spoken, these offices and the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestations of God in full potential power. Well, I want you to see that that's not just a prophecy. It'd be fine if that's all we had was the prophecy because it's not unscriptural, but there's also Scripture. The more sure word of prophecy. Take this and let God lead you in prayer in these things. We thank God. Now, do we have any scripture showing people do that? You absolutely. We don't have time to go there. But Acts chapter 4, the early church in prayer, what did they do? Lord, stretch forth your hand to heal that signs and wonders will be done. Those are, that's, that's what's listed right here. Those are different flows of God's power and different anointings, different gifts of the Spirit. What were they doing? Calling for it. Calling for it. Why? Because other people were calling for them to step down. Calling for them to shut up. 
And they had to shut up the voice that was telling them to shut up by putting something in their mouth and calling for that which God wanted to do. We, I mean, we, we, we do in prayer. We call for the, thank you, Lord, for the apostle. And sometimes we'll take, we'll take time and then pray in the spirit about it and then, and then move on to, and, and end up going to the prophet. And then to the pastor, the evangelist, the teacher. I think one of the problems is a lot of folk don't much care about these things because they're spiritual. And what are they, what are they focused on? Me and my needs. Bedtime. Bedtime prayers. But we're, it's not bedtime, honey. It's not bedtime. It's time to be alert and awake for the practice of prayer. Now, this is good teaching if you've never heard it. <laughs> but we have heard it all week. Praise God. This is all right today. And so things that you see in the word that belong to us, that belong to this era, that belong to this day, call for them. Whatever you ask, make a demand on, call for in prayer. That will I do. What if it doesn't get called for? It doesn't get done. How am I going to be calling for some stuff? Calling for some stuff. Now, can I, uh, can I endeavor to... Go down one more little path here. We're, we're wrapping, kind of wrapping things up. So we're talking about things that you see in the Word, calling for those things. But I also want to bring this point in, and that is those things which God may have spoken by His Spirit. We already talked about prophetic words that have been given. Call for those things. Put those things in your mouth. And then, and then just yield to the Spirit along those lines. And I'm telling you, Things will change. Things will happen. But uh, th- there's some things. Paul, you know, writing to Timothy, told him that he was to take the prophecies that were spoken over him and wage a good warfare. Anybody ever read that? Wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have been spoken over you. Well, how do you, how do, you do, how do, you do that? One way is in prayer. So I know you've wanted to do it, but now we can finally get into warfare prayer. You, you wage a good warfare. Come on now. I know, I know where I'm preaching. Y'all loved that when it came around. Huh? This is the real warfare prayer. Taking those things that have been spoken. Now, I understand this. Not everybody stands in a, in a five-fold office. Not everybody will, um, will get, you know, not everybody has a voice that carries to the body of Christ. I understand that. But, you know, what are the things that, what are the things that you hear your pastor yeah. right. speaking of that God said to them? Take those things, yes. make them your things, yeah. put them in your, call for these things. Call for these things. Now, this is essential because, listen, friends, there's not, there's not a pastor out there who is equipped to handle all the prayer necessary for his office. If that was the case, Paul never would have said some of the things he said about praying for us. These ministry offices need to be supplied with, through prayer. 
and there's nobody that you know ministry-wise, myself, any of these ministers, Pastor Nancy, their office is bigger than they can personally supply in prayer. And the bigger your voice, the more assist is required for that office to be supplied. There's times, Brother Hagen, I'm telling you, he, I'm, if you had been able to be around when he was ministering on earth and just see the magnitude of certain things, and he didn't always say all that was happening. Heads of state would fly their private jets over to his ministry because they needed help. Sitting U.S. presidents would call and ask for help. What kind of voice do you have? Come on, come on now. I mean, the magnitude. But there was times he could sense a deficiency in spiritual supply in his office. And, and, and there were people that God had called alongside to help in prayer. And then there's some that they, they'd leave and they'd go do something else. And he's like, oh, I need, I, I'm sensing it. I'm sensing the, that need. It ought never be the case that your pastor... Is sensing, is sensing a deficiency. And then when he says something wrong and does something wrong, all you want to do is, mm, you want to criticize. You, 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 you won't criticize what you're spending time sowing to in the spirit. And if you're criticizing, what we know is you're not spending time sowing in the spirit. I've got too much of my faith invested in this to criticize this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know, just thinking um, of some of these things that have been said by the Spirit, I find myself calling for certain things. Now, one thing we heard the other night, um, Pastor Nancy said that the Lord had dealt with her about waves of healing. And I said to you, maybe it was yesterday, I said, hey, when, when God says it, He's releasing it. This is, this is available. This is... And, and we can't always force the fulfillment of these things. As a matter of fact, I'll just say it more, more absolutely. We can't force and are not to force the fulfillment of these things. But we sure can position ourselves for the fulfillment of these things. And we can create the power available to make them easily accessible. Well, when you think of it, and as you're in the Spirit and God would lead you, call for that. It wasn't just for this meeting. It wasn't just for this congregation. And if I may, if I may be so bold to say so, it wasn't just for her ministry. Meaning that, yes, God would do that through her, but, but others in the body of Christ. Releasing that flow. Amen. Call for it. Why? Because it can last longer and be stronger and be greater and go further. So we, we call for it. We put it, we put it in our mouth. Amen. There's, uh, you know, you remember people talking about the healing revival. And they said healing was in the air. And, and the illustration Brother Hagen would give sometimes was that it was so, uh, just healing had so saturated the atmosphere. I love that phrase. Saturated the atmosphere. I like when God's presence saturates the atmosphere. Healing was so in the air, so saturated the atmosphere that people with relatively little skill in ministry were getting blind eyes open, getting miracles. Why? All they had to do was come and call. But prayer had been made. Uh, Power had been generated for that 
to saturate the atmosphere. Friends, we believe in God in this era that the atmosphere be so saturated with God that all kind of folk who don't know him will bump right into him. We've heard of divine encounters and we think sometimes that they're that they all depend on the divine. Huh? Power can be made for divine encounters to take place. Hallelujah. And so these things that people have said, Dr. Dufresne would say things by the Spirit. He said, in the last days, God's putting the precious fruit of the earth in the Word and Spirit churches. Where is it? What was that, a false, come on, was that a false prophecy? Was it, was that, huh? What was, what was that? He, God told him that. God told him that. And he said, tell the pastors not to be discouraged. Well, what do we do with that? Well, when God's ready. Huh? Come on now. When God's ready. No, God was ready when he said it. Call for it. And it's as simple as, thank you, Lord, when you're in the spirit, when you're in prayer. Thank you, Lord, that the word and spirit churches grow and flourish and the precious fruit of the earth finds its way there. Speak these things. Call these things. Call for these things. Hallelujah. Dr. Dufresne used to talk about there's an increase in creative miracles. Increase in creative miracles. That's not, listen, he's not here now. But those things which he said are to remain. And we're, we're to war a good warfare with them. And call for their fulfillment. Huh? He saw it some. He, I mean, some of you were in his service. He would, he would see some creative miracles, mean things, things growing out and things that... He, he was in that to a degree. Not the fullness, but to a degree. Whose job is it, you think, to get the rest of the way and, and, and bring that even back? Huh? Those who, those who are here? I hope I'm not boring you. A few more statements and then we'll jump into doing some of these things. Shall we do that? I know in, in my life, there's, uh, there's things God's spoken to me. And so you don't want me sharing your personal stuff, probably. So I'm, I'll just share a little bit. Uh, take, take these things that are spoken to your leaders, though. Put them in your mouth in prayer. But uh, I, I know we, we've, we've had a, a lot of things that God has said and shown in prayer regarding the end time revival. We were praying, I don't know, it's been a couple years ago now, I guess. We were praying, and I start praying, I start praying this phrase, thank you, Lord, for the Vatican visitation. And then, but just by the Spirit, just by the Spirit, I, I, would, I started talking about the route that the move of God would go from Rome, up through France, down to Barcelona, up to Amsterdam. I don't even know geography <laughs> or geology or whichever one that is. No, I know it's geography. <laughs> Just by the Spirit. Well, you know what? We, when we get in the Spirit, we find ourselves picking that back up and thanking God for it. Another thing, this happens all the time, the, rev- the, the revival and outpouring in Japan. You ever heard of the outpouring in Japan? No. There needs to be one. Now, your, your pastor, whoever, you know, will, will maybe have different things. On their heart. But, but these are things that we just keep coming back to. So what do we do? We call for them. Because it must be. 
It must be. If anybody needs a visitation, the Vatican needs a visitation. You might say, well, God would never visit. Absolutely, God would. Absolutely, He would. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, we, we, we've been praying this for the move of God. We pray, we start, find ourselves calling for the Finney anointing. Isn't that interesting? The Finney, now this church, if you've listened to your pastor, you know he, he loves Charles Finney. What was the Finney anointing? The Finney anointing, glory to God, while he was preaching, conviction would fall on the people so strong that sometimes they would go home screaming all night long under the convicting power of God. Do we need that today? Huh? Or do you just want to find out who's got the latest method of, of outreach? And those things aren't bad as you're led, you know what I'm saying? But, but I'll tell you, if you got the, the Finney anointing. So we say it all, we, all the time. Just come, thank you, Lord, for the, for the Finney anointing. And then I'll close with this. Because glory to God. No, let me say this. The Finney anointing, that's part of this era. That's, that's part of the atmosphere being saturated. And then I had this happen, and it reminded me, actually, of an experience that Pastor Nancy shares about when she saw, um, when she was, was in a place, and she, she'd share it better than I would, but saw a man ministering to a crippled man in a chair and saw a leg grow out. And it's been probably maybe a couple months ago. I was driving in a vehicle. And all of a sudden, I'm in the spirit. Now, I don't mean unconscious, because I'm still driving. <laughs> well, listen, we know, we know a lady, we know a preacher. She was driving from Dallas to Georgia, to Augusta, Georgia. And this was just like an 18-year-old girl. She was in seminary, and the only way she could get in was to say, I'm going to be a missionary, because she was really a preacher. But they wouldn't let, allow her in this particular denomination seminary. And she said, I had an out-of-body vision. And Jesus took me up and told me to build this church in Augusta. And she did. It's an amazing church in Augusta, Georgia. And now she's an older woman now. But she said, I have no idea how the car drove itself that whole time. But listen, don't try to make that happen. So anyhow, I'm driving and all of a sudden I'm in the spirit. And in the spirit, I'm under the anointing. And it was an anointing I wasn't familiar with, but there was an element of sameness to it. It was a different variety, but a sameness to it. So I knew it was God. I knew it was under the anointing. And under the anointing, I'm ministering to people the the miraculous in the area of healing. And I knew exactly how to operate that thing. Because you wonder... When you're not under anointings, you wonder how would... You ever, anybody, you've ever, you've ever listened to someone preach and like, oh my God, how do they do that? Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Matter of fact, every time I hear somebody preach, I hear Pastor Nancy preach under the anointing. And I'm like, how do I do that? And the Spirit will remind me, you know, you actually can do that when you're under, when you're in your office. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. So I, I, was, I was there, I was, I was ministering miracles to people. Now, this isn't just, just because I'm seeing it doesn't mean I'm the only one that this is for. I don't believe that. But anyhow, I'm ministering, and I'm telling you, I knew exactly how to do it. And I was at such peace to stay there all day if I needed to stay there, because I knew 
this thing was happening. And I don't remember what condition it was that I was ministering to the people, but, but, I, but I saw myself doing that, and then the Spirit of God spoke to me. You want to know what he said? He said, that's the Wigglesworth anointing. And when he said it, he gave it. And that belongs to this. I don't know that I'll be one using that. I mean, I'm, I'm willing. And actually believe I might, but, but you know what I'm saying? Now, I can't put myself there, but we can position ourselves to be there. And that belongs to this era. So what am I doing? When I get in the Spirit, I'm confident. I think it's it's somewhat humorous because there's actually scriptural terms for these things. Working of miracles. (laughs) But I like that God called it the Finney anointing. I like that God called it the the Wigglesworth anointing. Amen. There's the Simon's anointing. I know there is. There's got to be. Come on. (laughs) The Wigglesworth anointing, somebody, huh? That's for now. I said, that's for now. Glory to God. And so, listen, you don't need to, well, there's one more. One more? Because I said that was the last one. (laughs) I mean, we got the the Finney anointing. We got the Wigglesworth. And I said, that reminded me of of your vision, Pastor, of seeing, seeing that growing out. We call for these things. And then share with us about the room. Do you mind to do that? Do you want me to do that? And then we'll pray. All right. All right, Isaiah 21 and um, verse 6. This was on my heart when I woke up. I did not know he was going to be going this direction. But Isaiah 21 verse 6 says, For thus... Okay. For thus hath the Lord said unto me, Go set a watchman and let him declare what he sees. Go, the Lord told Isaiah, set a watchman and let him declare what he sees. Listen, guys, we are all to be watchmen in this era. This is not just a job for the fivefold minister. It's not just a job for our pastor. We are all to be watchmen. We are to declare. And even if we're not personally seeing certain things, what Pastor Nancy's uh, seeing, what our pastors are seeing, we are to be declaring these things. We are to be decreeing these things. And so uh, my husband did ask uh, us to share this this time where I was, I was caught up and I was in a room in heaven and I know other people have actually seen this exact same room. Um, cause I, I have heard of it before, but I was there. Glory to God. Yeah. And let me tell you about this. Everything in heaven is massive, <laughs> massive. This room that I was in was, it was, uh, completely white, completely clean, uh, it was huge. I want to say like the size of a football stadium, but it was a, a room. I mean, massively tall ceilings. And, and in this room, I'll try to make it quick. No. In this room, um, it was full of body parts, human body parts. They were all alive. They were alive. Don't think of like, you know, the, the, the butcher shop that has the, the dead car. Don't think of that. These were all living organs, living. 
And in this room, there must have been thousands of angels. And they were, they were, they were coming up and going back down to he, from earth, earth, heaven to earth. Boom, boom, earth to boom, heaven. boom. They were going. They were taking the part, body parts that were needed. And they were headed down. And, and some of them were coming up empty-handed, coming back to heaven. Some of them came back with a part still in their hand. And the look on the angels' faces when they still had, they couldn't fulfill the assignment that they had been given because it wasn't received. I mean, for days, I was like shaking under that vision that it was amazing because the angels so longed to fulfill the word of God. Mm-hmm. They so longed to help assist those of us here on earth to get this job done. Yeah. But it requires our assistance. Mm. It requires power being made available so that people that need these things can receive. People that don't know how can tap into what's been made available. We are to declare Mm -hmm. what we see. What we see in the word, what our pastor has said, what the prophets and the apostles have said, we're to declare and decree. Hallelujah. Stay put if you would. You know, some of the reasons why these things might not be received doesn't mean that the people were against it. Mm -mm. No. But it could have just been that folk didn't want to give time for God to move in a service. Maybe some folk were too quick to get out, too quick to move. Right, right. And an assignment wasn't fulfilled. Right, right. How many years ago was that that you saw that? Three. Two or three years ago? She only told me about it a couple months ago. (laughs) Just she didn't have permission from the Lord to speak it but in mm. recent times she mm. has praise God because it's for our time praise Hallelujah. God we're going to pray if you'd like to stand you can stand if you change your position if you want to sit or any combination of those praise the Lord, praise the Lord. and we're just going to go to the throne and give thanks for that which God has already released to us already released yes praise you father Hallelujah. thank you master mm. we honor you today sir we worship you today. We magnify you today. We bless you today. Yes. We're so honored to come, so honored to, to, to be in your family. Hallelujah. Thank you that we can come and decree and declare and ask yes. and thank. Yes. And so, Father, we thank you for those things which you've spoken, those things which you've released for our day, those things which pertain to our hour, pertain to our era. And we thank you, Father, for the fullness of those things. We thank you, Father, for the full flow of the waves of healing. Thank you, Father, for the healing waves in strength. Healing waves stronger and longer. Stronger and longer. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you that it's so. Yeah, yeah. We thank you that people will know your greatness. Yeah, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We praise. We thank you for the waves. Thank you for the waves. Ha, 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 ha. 
en gran gloria este si la tura pa bebecida dirección dirección coro pa de desegra gane ora tat chela atsuto pa pa de ne 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 gano no go bana de la sado coro ya for for the increase in creative for the creative creative miracles creative miracles creative miracles creative miracles yeah thank you for it yeah yeah miraculous healings miraculous healings shikroto 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 dide shena manjolota shere kragini de las tukuba de danza no dandenga yeah 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 yekoko yekroko yeah shine grogo shine grogo yeah yeah for a part she can't yes yes shikroto 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 the evangelist in full power, full power evangelist, full power evangelist, full power evangelist, yes, 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 full flow evangelist, full flow evangelist, yes, 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 full flow pastor, full flow, 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 full Oh, 
Lena Masso go to Peche, Lena Cosa Sicardi, they should go to Banchu, Bravito, Losa, Jato, Rahise, Erehiste, Sicardi, Nagragosto, Sola, Banda, Mambra Cosa, Socola, Pasicardi, the Krakandi, Dele, Des, 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 Denominations, ah, oh, ma kekekepe kopa kati, oh, 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 religions, oh, oh, brabati keskape soto, ah, the quote de tata, the quote do brabata tate. Oh, thank you. Oh, for the power. Sorry, 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 Abaladin. Sorry, Baradinga is not a good thing. Oh, Thank you. The era, the era, the era, the era, the ministry of angels, the ministry of angels, yeah, extreme, extreme angelic activity, extreme, 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 there they go, there they go, here they come, there they go, she 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 Healing angels, healing angels, healing Yes, 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 we praise, we praise, we praise, we praise, we praise, for the full we praise, we praise, we praise, we praise. <laughs> we praise, we praise, we praise, we praise. We praise, we praise, we praise, we praise, we praise. We praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We praise you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, we praise you, we worship, we glorify. Say these things are true, they come. 
Amen. I, I remember one, one minister was telling me that he was going to minister on the road and he was praying for God to move in, uh, you know, with healings and different power and manifestations of power in the services. And God said this to me, he said this to him. He said, step out, I'll meet you there. So too many times we're waiting for God to move and he's waiting for someone to respond. Step out. He'll meet you there. And so when we come to services, we step into the response that is ours. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. Um, I don't know how to, I, I, let me say it this way, Romans 1, 11. For I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift, some, some spiritual gift, meaning he's not specifying which one. There's just some that you need. Uh, some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established so there's an effect that this has. And without the impartation, the effect can't be had. And when we're in, uh, when I'm around those who God has closely joined to us, you can sense that those impartations are there, but then you can get around others and you can sense, oh, there's a lacking of the impartations. You can sense that because there's a lacking of something in their mantle, something in that. But I remember years ago, um, it would have been uh, in the 80s, mid to late 80s, and I say 87, somewhere around in there. Um, Ed was on the road and preaching, but there was, oh, a couple of hours, a couple hours away from Tulsa. We lived in Tulsa at the time. Um, somebody was having meetings, um, and Rachel Tiefatiller was there. And if I recall right, she wasn't ministering. She was attending, and I went to the meeting, and they set me by her on the front row. And um, we, after the, the time of teaching the Word, um, we had a, a time of prayer, and she was praying along with the rest of us, and she was just sitting next to me, and she reached over and put her hand on me. And she took, she took some time to pray. And... Um, for four days, it was like I could not get off a couch. The weight, and I was just laying there praying under the weight of that impartation that came. That it elevated me. It, it translated me to another place in the spirit in prayer. I, that's all I know how to say it. Because there's nowhere that we're instructed to lay hands on people about that except this one catch-all verse in Romans 1.11. It's kind of a catch-all that what isn't spelled out can come under this sum. And I noticed there was a definite difference. It's almost like I was elevated to her place for a time to let me have a taste of that realm that she had occupied it wasn't my place of occupying it was her place and I recognized I was there at her assistance 
It was like she brought me with her because she knew the way to that realm. And I was under that for four days solid without even trying. But God was letting me know this is available. He was taste and see that the Lord is good. He was giving a taste of that so that I would, uh, I would put my faith on that and reach for that and, it, and give myself to that. Have I done it perfectly? Absolutely not. But I'm reminded that what that did for me, it elevated. It took me out of the place I prayed at and let me taste the place she prayed at. And when I, when I came up here, it just seems to me we're to do that this morning, that the two of you lay hands on the people here. And something, uh, you will be offered something, an elevated place in the Spirit. But it's not your place. It's their place that God offers you a taste so that you can occupy it and not just visit it is that said right I don't I want don't think oh I've arrived no he's giving you a taste of some things that they've stepped into but you get you occupy by the same route they occupy meaning you can't stay there without taking the same steps they've taken over the year of giving themselves amen so it, it, does that seem well, all right with y'all? Okay, I hope I've stated that right because I want to be scriptural, but we'll just throw it under the catch-all phrase. This catch-all verse. I long to see that I may impart some spiritual, something spiritual here. And uh, really, that's, that's what Elisha did with Elijah. He was in Elijah's room. It wasn't his room, but he was in it, not by his own, um, not by his own advancement. But that, I mean, it was the same thing I, I recognized with my husband's ministry. At different times, he would call and he'd say, okay, Nancy, I want you to lay hands on such and such. And I knew I'm operating under his anointing. This is not mine. So don't, don't feel like I've arrived. Right? It's the same thing. It was his room. There's rooms in prayer. And uh, you can come into those rooms when the Spirit presents a setting like this. Because you can't just do this randomly. This is what the Spirit... And I've never done this before, but I was reminded. And I really didn't even know then what was happening to me when Sister Tifa Tiller did that. I just knew that... It was something that she flowed in, and it was on me for days. And uh, it imparted something to me. So those of you who you say, you know something, I want a taste of that. But it's not enough to taste it. It'll give you an appetite. Why? So that you'll, you'll take the steps and make yourself available for advancement to that on an occupying in an occupying way. Amen. So stand with me to your feet. And um, just come up and obey God however it seems right to you to do that. Yes.
start with this section over here. If it's on your heart to come, yeah. then come on and the ushers will line you up. We'll minister to you. Start at that end, I'll go to this end. Hallelujah. Just put your hands out, everybody, like many of you have your hands out. Put your hands out there, we'll get to you. section here if you want to come just wait right here at the kind of the end of the aisle the ushers will place you hallelujah hallelujah section if you want to go out towards each aisle get get ready and the ushers will direct you hallelujah 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 your mighty name Jesus
Today, more you say it, the more. Sorry, that was private. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Now, the purpose of that is different than the purpose of other times you may have come up. So it's not about just coming up and releasing your faith for healing. Or This is some, you're, you're, uh, you're enhanced to do. To, to do what? To pray. If you will, as you yield yourself, it'll keep that stirred up and you'll stay in something that was established in you. Amen? So it's not like, uh, make, this isn't just for making confessions or praising the Lord. This is for entering in. Entering in. And Dad Hagen would talk about just for himself after a service. He said, I stay under that anointing as long as I can. Meaning he doesn't go out and do something carnal that will cause his attention to shift to the natural. He stayed as long as he could. Stay as long as you can. Just give yourself and you'll find that uh, when you get up in the morning, stir it back up. Just stir it back up. Amen. Something was imparted to enhance you in your prayer life. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's not the only. You say, well, the Bible says, Pastor Nancy, two or three verses. Okay, let me give you a second one. There is the ministry spoken of in Hebrews chapter 6, the ministry of the laying on of hands. That's not, that's not strictly the healing ministry. There is a laying on of hands where something, it's on. If I could say it like this, it's like when your car battery dies and somebody comes and hooks up their, their cables from their car to you, something is transferred. 
Amen. And what wasn't there gets there. Amen. And when they when you hook up those cables and your battery charges and starts, what do they tell you? Don't kill it. You got to keep it running or you will lose the charge you received. And you have to keep it going so that that charge is activated. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Just thank him for that. These are precious times. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.